Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, a podcast that's so specific about being party-sized that we underlined it twice, it's Sif Pop. Welcome to Sif Pop Weekly, streaming live most Fridays or available to download later in your podcast feed, unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. Patrons get those perks. Pizza dudes got 30 seconds. I'm your host, Aaron Dicer, and I've been training him since he was a baby. We have a special bond. It's Andrew Ormsby, ladies and gentlemen. Ahoy! Each week we'll chat about movies, TV, and from uh, whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds. And please welcome our guest this week. Am I supposed to record everything he says? Because a lot of it's dumb. It's Ian Whittington! <laughs> Hello! Uh, no arguments here. That is 100% truth. But no that's notes. why we love you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You. Absolutely. Welcome back, Ian. How have you been? How's life? How's stuff? How's the UK? Everybody holding up over there? Uh, I think that's a good summary, isn't it? It's, it's another week. It's uh, another disaster in media and mm. entertainment mm. and mm-hmm. the world is horrible. Sounds like but, your state side. I mean, it's no different here other than we get it slightly later. <laughs> we'll mm. just get a, a release date later on. I'll tell you something that is annoying me. Lower Decks. Star Trek Lower Decks. I don't know when that's coming to the UK mm. because it keeps moving around. So I'm mm. grumpy. That is, Give that me is... a V. Give me a P. <laughs> Give me an N. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't work with certain streaming services. Mm. Mm. Give me a T. Give me an O R R E N T. We are, of course, spelling nonsense words that mean nothing. Uh, yes. We have uh, no idea what those mean. Um, mm-hmm. do you have your, has your I was going to pr- spell torrential, but I just got tired. Yeah. <laughs> has your current prime minister lasted longer than a head of lettuce? That is the, the, the mm. question. Uh, Mr. That- Rishi Sunak. He, he has. He's okay. currently lasted longer than the king. Mm, um, nice. It's kind of a toss-up which one's going to disappear first. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Well, always, <laughs> always good to get the scoop from the inside. Yeah. Uh, we've got a lot of fun in store. Uh, we've got an aquatic-themed show today. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Andrew's favorite animal, the shark, uh, as we look at uh, Meg to the Trench, and then uh, Ian's favorite animal, the turtle, uh, as we talk about Wait, Teenage <laughs> Mutant Ninja Turtle. I don't know. It just it was. Go I was, with it. I was Go hoping with it. it was true. I was hoping you it was true. You can make any intro you want if you're just going to lie. <laughs> That's right. Thank you. Now there you understand go. how podcasting yep. works. Yeah. Uh, nice. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. We're going to talk about that one as, as well. Our best ever challenge is aquatic animal titles. So movies that have an aquatic animal in the title. Um, and we'll count those down. Of course, we'll do some buried treasure and that kind of stuff as well. Before we get into it, uh, we are a month away from the end of the summer sum game. Do you want, Andrew, I will let you decide. Do you want to check in? On the summer sure. sum game and kind of see how things are going. Uh, Ian yeah. is vehemently saying no. This is no. a stupid game. It's so <laughs> dumb. I don't know why anyone participates in it. 
It's just uh, stupid. All right. Well, Ian, you are way up towards the top right now. But um, if you don't want to play, no, I'm Wait, just, what? No, I'm just no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. You are you are in 53rd place out of 60. So uh, Dead Reckoning stuffed me so hard. <laughs> yeah, you had it number one and it didn't. It's not even going to make the top 10 of it's, this summer. That's wild to me but i did go into it with zero research i just went pure gut instinct so so because here's, I was like, here's here's ian's problem and since ian you're not necessarily on the show all the time we'll go over your choices here uh you have dead reckoning at number uh dead reckoning at number one do you remember what you put at number two um, I do. Yeah, something else that was that's done terribly the as flash. well. The uh, flash. The flash. Yeah, yeah another two. one that tanked. Tanked, and then I think Faster X is uh-huh. up there as well. Yeah. That, might, that might not be in the top ten. That might get it pushed just, out. We don't know. Right. Um, I just bombed hard. Uh, Indiana Jones. Uh, you have right around the the right place. Then you had Spider Man, which is much higher than. Uh, you had it. Transformers, uh, you're pretty close on. Little Mermaid was quite a bit higher than you had it. Guardians was a lot higher than you had it. Um, Elemental, you chose pretty closely on. You had it at number nine. And it's Elemental has been like the, the weird, strange animal of the summer where when it came out, everybody was like, this bombed. And it's just been consistently every week bringing in money and not dropping very much. Yeah, it's a summer vacation thing. It'll and just consistently do numbers with kids. Yeah. Um, then you had Barbie at number 10. That will be the number one movie of the summer. Um, so, yeah. uh, And then Oppen- Oppenheimer, you'll probably get a point, uh, point four. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Joyride, probably not. <laughs> Insidious Fear of the Dark, probably not. But uh, But yeah. I don't understand how movies work. Uh, Andrew is below you, so you can always celebrate uh, the, our chat GPT nice. uh, teaming Woo! up with Andrew is below you. Yeah. Um, nice. So there you go. Uh, I, I got plenty of time. <clears throat> Equalizer 3 still waiting on that one. I'm in like 20th right now, so I'm not necessarily doing great as uh, either, but I, I know that I'm just ahead of Alice and uh, Jonathan, so currently I'm leading the four of us uh, who did the picks oh, that's on the counts. show. It, right, yes. I think What's, that's how um, we measure uh, how yeah. things happen. What's hurting you at the minute, Aaron? What did you get Same really things wrong? that are hurting most people. I had Barbie too low. I uh, had... Um, I, I did good having The Little Mermaid and Spider-Man pretty high, uh, so those are helping me out a little bit. Because I had Guardians, Little Mermaid, uh, and then uh, Spider-Man. But I had Mission Impossible 4th, so that's no fun. Um, But yeah, I need Elemental to keep kind of hopping a little bit up. Mm. That will really help me if Elemental can climb a little bit. But you know, still in theaters? Oh, yeah. It's still making it's still making like eight to ten million dollars a week. So like it's it's really interesting. There hasn't been another animated film that's come out this summer that's really, you no. know, like the family kind of thing that's really until challenged. Until this week. And, until, uh, yeah, until this week. This, it, it, it's even, not a kid's movie. Yeah, <laughs> even that's a little more adolescent than kids. Like, so I don't know. It. I mean, it's going to stop making uh, money eventually, but... Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see uh, mm. what happens. Also, I'm trying to remember, is Barbie at number one on this list? Yes. Oh, no, no, no. Barbie is not at number one on this list. When Barbie bumps down Spider-Man, that's going to help me out as well. Once Barbie passes Spider-Man, mm. uh, that will help me out too because it'll bump Spider-Man closer to where I have it. Um, so, yeah. It's- Did anybody predict how well Barbie would do? The highest anybody had Barbie was like four, I think. Four or five. So... Um, yes, so that's, nobody, that's wild, isn't it? 
Yeah. Uh, no, we have uh, Caleb had it at number three. There it is. Yep. One person had I, it. Oh, well, I lied again. Elizabeth had it at number two. Well, there you go. Nice. So, uh, so yeah, there you go. There's a little check-in. Uh, we will, of course, do the full follow-up once everything is settled. I do not believe we're going to see anything in this last month climb up there uh, into the top 10, but I've been wrong before. Nobody saw Sound of Freedom coming at all. It's not on anybody's list at all, uh, and that will end up in the top 10. So, um, so yeah, uh, it's just it's always interesting. That's why I love mm-hmm. this game. You just never know. No. I, I, Ian, I remember having specific conversations with you where you're like, there's no way that this thing will happen. And I'm like, I don't think it will either. And it's like, and then it happens. You but, know, it's just, yeah, definitely. Yeah, who knows? I never could have banked on Dead Reckoning being such a bad movie. <laughs> it's so good, though. It's so good. It's not. No. Uh, all right. <laughs> well, now that we know we can't trust Ian's opinions, we'll get into the, the movie reviews for this week. Uh, let's kick it off by t- talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Hey, guys, if we weren't monsters that were shunned by society and we could do what we wanted, what would you guys do? Go to high school. Maybe get a girlfriend. Can you imagine that? Not likely. This is insane. Turtle, mutant, karate teens. I want to know everything about you. Our dad is definitely not a giant rat. That makes me feel like he's a rat. After years of being sheltered from the human world the turtle brothers set out to win the hearts of new yorkers and be accepted as normal teenagers through their heroic acts their new friend april o'neill helps them take on a mysterious crime syndicate but they soon get in over their heads when an army of mutants is unleashed upon them uh this comes to us from at least seth rogan i know who did a a little you know talk before the movie uh said thank you for coming to the theater which is this common thing now uh you're welcome seth (laughs) thank you for inviting me (laughs) yeah uh and uh and yeah kind of brings the turtles back into our life it is uh, a more in my opinion adolescent version of the turtles than kind of the the ones we usually see uh, which the teenage is right in the title. So what did you guys think? Yeah. Did you like it, love it, dislike it, hate it, or it was just okay? Andrew, why don't you kick us off? I liked it. All right. Andrew liked it. Ian. I liked it. <laughs> exactly the same inflection. Yeah. Uh, very nice. Um, yeah, I, I, I liked it. Uh, <laughs> hey! <laughs> This is the most I liked it movie I've seen in a long time. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, Ian, since you're the guest and we all uh, liked it exactly the same, you go ahead and go first. What are some of the things you liked about Mutant Mayhem? I I mean, I think we're all going to say this. Love the animation style. Um, no. One of the, the th- That's my big <laughs> oh. negative. Oh, poo. Well, <laughs> okay. This is going to make my point sound a bit, bit contrary then. What I love about Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is that it's probably not the first one to do this, but it opened the door to, oh, hey, things don't have to look like Disney and Pixar. People will show up and watch your movie if you do something a bit weird. And this kind of feels like that. It's a bit weird. It's a bit different. It's not really like a lot of animation you see in the mainstream. And for the most part... I think me and Andrew actually may end up agreeing just on different ends of the spectrum. For the most part, I really, really enjoyed it. I found it really interesting to look at. Unfortunately, my theatre 
had the darkness like turned down onto energy saving mode or something because <laughs> oh, no. even compared to the trailer i watched the trailer afterwards to kind of get a comparison my theater did something wrong it was pitch black it was so dark and i was like maybe this is just the mood that's fine um but yeah love the animation style i think the jokes and the the kind of pop culture references worked it's a tricky thing to do but they weren't mega distracting for me it worked in kind of like the universe they're sitting in where the movies are real ferris bueller's day off is real the avengers are real that kind of stuff really worked well for me and just overall their dynamic i think it really efficiently introduces us to the turtles you don't have to have watched any teenage mutant ninja turtle content in order to get this film and enjoy it in my opinion um, I think that that's tricky. With the history of TMNT, um, I think that's a really difficult trick to pull off. Ian, are you a, a Turtles fan? Like, have you been a fan of the property before now? No, I'm, this would be the first thing that I've ever watched from the franchise. I've tangential, tan, tangentially seen snippets and quite a bit because of working at Toys R Us for 13 years. And during mm. that, along with the Power Rangers... There were so many iterations and reinventions that had merchandise along with it as well. So I'm way more familiar than this with this than I should have any right to be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about you, Andrew? What's your uh, what's your history with uh, the uh, the adolescent mutant uh, turtles that uh, know martial I've arts? I've seen every movie and I've read several of the comics. Uh, okay, so you have a pretty full experience of the content then. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But I, I, I guess I wouldn't say that I'm like, you know, and like I don't want it to come across like I know everything about the turtles because I sure, absolutely sure. do not. Yeah. Uh, well, give us some thoughts. What are some of the things you liked? Uh, just real quick, I want to add on to the abstract or the abstract art style that they chose for this film. Um, and that's really why it doesn't work for me is this anti or I was going to say anti asymmetrical, but it's just that that doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> so a- asymmetrical. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So um, but just this style of this art style that they chose for this film, I just it didn't work for me, the, the humans especially, and I get what they're trying to say here, is that humanity sometimes can be the real monsters, and that's why humans look weird and like, you know, kind of like a, I'm trying to think of a famous uh, Ken, Kandinsky-like painting almost, sort of. Kind of caricatures it, of themselves. Yeah, caricatures, and it just, obviously they put the most effort into the turtles and into uh uh, splinter and the rest of you know the important people in our in our villains and everything and everybody else they just kind of really quickly drew and it just didn't work for me i i, I know that i am going to be in the minority on this one when it comes to the design uh for the art style anyway uh well you will at least be the minority on this episode of this show i i i do agree with ian that i found the the art style interesting more interesting than spider-verse in my opinion um i one of my issues with the animation in spider-verse is that it can be distracting and confusing whereas here i felt like the animation was stylistic but it was tonally consistent throughout the entire movie and i never like felt 
yanked out of it by a different you know kind of uh thing now i I get what spider-verse is doing with that i understand it's intentional like all of that it just impacts me in a different way uh so i really did like the um the animation here i wish i could remember the name of uh the artist it's right on the tip of my tongue they recently did a full simpsons intro but they they have this exaggerated squiggly line almost uh way Mm. that they see human beings and that's who the humans reminded me of in uh in this and i think that also was intentional that this movie was almost giving more clarity to the mutant characters than the humans and the humans became very angular and very different and um and in different uh different ways so uh so yeah i I like the animation here i i do get a little bit i'm not sure i'm sold on the low frame rate style of animation uh we've Mm, seen we've seen mm -hmm. this with with spider-man into the spider-verse we're seeing it now here with this uh, I think they call it animating on the threes, which basically means every third frame is a new animation. So they're basically the frame rate is, you know, slowed down, you know, from 30 frames a second to 10 frames a second. Um, and you see it in the action of the new Puss in Boots movie as well. Uh, and it's uh, it's becoming its own stylistic thing. Great. I, I get, you know, that it has an emotion and a feel to it. I, I just think it kind of steals a little bit of animation's gift, which is to really animate all the the moves and all the intricacies of the fight scenes and the the ninja movements and everything. It steals a little bit of that joy for me because I'm not seeing all of it. I'm only seeing a third of it, um, you know, mm. come through. It makes it easier for them. But I, I think I, I think I like more frames, not less. So, oh boy, you have hit on my number one negative more concisely than I could have done. Um, <laughs> I, I think this it falls apart in the action. Um, like we just, we, I was just like lost in the action completely because it literally goes by in a blur, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, what do we? We don't need to Jason Bourne shaky cam this because you're drawing it you don't have to worry about training these turtles to do kung fu you can draw them to do kung (laughs) fu and i get it i can't draw it's hard but it when when i see animation and i can't follow the action i get so frustrated because that is such a missed opportunity for me and from all of the action scenes just went by in a blur i switched off if i wasn't in a theater I'd be. I would have been looking at my phone until we got back into the story, etc. And considering Ninja is a big part of this, mm-hmm. and their their kind of signature weapons and signature approaches are kind of a big part of this. That feels like a super missed opportunity for me. Yeah. Uh, Bill Plimpton is, by the way, the name of that artist that I was trying to to think of. So if you ever seen mm. any of Bill Plimpton. Uh, Plimpton's animation it kind of the humans in this kind of reminded me of how he sees humans um, Mm. in his animated stuff Uh, and I encourage you to to look up that Simpsons intro that he did it's it's fascinating Uh, let's talk about some more yeah yeah do you kind of you kind of get that I know it's not exactly the same but um, no yeah yeah the cross hatching yes what yeah that cross hatching art style is yeah I know what you're talking about now um, I will say some of the things that I enjoyed. Uh, I think the sense of humor in this movie is really, really good. Uh, mm-hmm. I think a lot of that does stem from this balance that they have with these teenagers where they are teenager enough to just be on the cusp of being annoying, but somehow <laughs> you still kind of love them. Like it yeah. just felt like that authentic teen thing where they've got so much 
energy and they don't know what to do with it and it's all stored up and it's just like they're 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 super uh you know th- like there's that thing that they're doing but there's an innocent naivete to it too right yeah and and they just they go on too long with their bits but it's kind of hilarious because you know they're they're just learning what it means mm. not only to be a teenager but to be in the human world uh so i re- i really enjoyed uh how uh, how much younger they felt and how much it, it really felt like they were growing into what it meant to be a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Yeah. They're fun mm-hmm. to hang around. They're a fun yeah. group to actually be around and chill out and just watch them go on adventures with. I'd love to see a TV show with this voice cast and this kind of attitude towards their adventures. Uh, yeah. April O'Neil is one of my favorite things about the movie. Yes. I, I, I love the actor uh, Ao, who's in The Bear. By the way, uh, one of the yep. main uh, actors in the Bear, Ao uh, Edibin, um, also in Theater Camp uh, that that just came out. Um, but yeah, I think she's doing great work. Uh, I also like the character design of April O'Neil, which is yeah. unlike any April O'Neil we've we've ever seen. And I don't just mean as a person of color; I also mean as a, a person of curvers. Like there's you know there's there's a <laughs> there's a body type that April O'Neil has yeah. been. As a character that emulates the uh, the cultural ideal of you know what it means to look like a woman, and uh, April O'Neil is a beautiful woman, but doesn't look like the typical uh, April O'Neil yeah. character does. Um, and I, I really, really uh, liked that. I thought that was cool. She just had this perfect level of sass for me, mm-hmm. and just observing things but still going along with it it never felt like she was speaking down to the turtles it was always just kind of like you know you guys are really weird but i dig it i'm kind of i'm kind of with you yeah um and just the way she like the way she reacts to i think it's this is actually in the trailer they're like oh no our dad definitely isn't a rat and just the way she (laughs) delivers that the way you said that makes me think he is yeah like it's that matter of fact thing is just is great really well delivered yeah great voice acting uh, uh Superfly. Mm-hmm. Ice Cube. Superfly. Great villain. Great villain. I really liked him. Um actually the the story arc of the villain actually kind of made sense and it was actually easy to understand their motivation and everything. I really I really like that. And of course Ice Cube is very in- has a very intimidating voice. He's perfect for this film. Um uh, it's 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 weird see, hearing him throw, you know, s- six in the morning police at my door, you know, <laughs> and I'm like breaking the fourth wall a little bit there, uh, Cube. But uh, no, no, I really liked him. I thought that he was really good. Actually, yeah. a, a lot of the supporting cast, too, like Paul Rudd as Mondo Gecko was hilarious. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of the uh, supporting cast was really, really good. Post Malone as oh, Ray yeah. Filet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um, I really, uh, I really enjoyed the mirroring between um, Superfly and uh, Oh no, the Splinter. Rat. Splinter. Thank you. Um, we don't use that yeah, word. I, it's wait. Yeah, it's twenty twenty three. Don't use that yeah. word like that. Um, I, I like. I mean, it's been done before, but it's. I do like the similar experience, different paths thing. Um, I think it's executed really well. It kind of just does a lot of heavy lifting for a short movie and getting us to the motivations of how these people have ended up two sides of the same coin. So I enjoyed yeah. that. Yeah. Quick question. And it's sure. a spoiler for the movie, but 
it's it's a, a quick moment. Did Splinter stab that guy in the face with a sword? Oh, thank you. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, with the, <laughs> yes, murdered a man in the face. Yeah. Dead. In the face, right? Like, Fully I'm, I'm looking at it on screen, and I'm like, yeah. I can't look away from it. I'm like, couldn't stop thinking about movie. it. Rest of the movie. Yep. Yeah. I'm like, couldn't I get away swear. from it. You too, right? Through that man's eye. Yep. Through his eye. He died. Yeah. I think so. Okay. I, I only felt like I saw one third of the, the movement, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think that actually did happen. That's uh, why I kind of like checked the rating because around me there were very young children. I'm like, that's. Yeah. Not okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, other yeah. thoughts, positive or negative, whatever you got to say. Now's the time to say it. There is uh, a mid-credit my... scene. The most. Oh, I left. Good. Can you tell me about it? <laughs> I don't it's say the most. It's the most it's the cliched most obvious and obvious thing you could bait. ever see. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't even need to say who it is, and you know who it is. So. Well, maybe not you because you don't know anything about the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> but for every other person on the planet, I don't who, know much yeah. about the Turtles. I didn't say my background with the Turtles. I have very little background with the Turtles. I saw some of the the movies that have come out, most of the movies that have come out. So maybe that's unless why I know. This, the, yeah, unless they were in this movie, I won't know who they are. Yeah, I I wonder okay. if you if you'd know the name just because. Anyhow, it's the most sequel baitiest thing to ever sequel bait. Mm-hmm. So yeah, okay. yeah, which I. I will say this. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't. I, I am excited doesn't, for a sequel. It doesn't shred my interest at all in you know seeing a sequel, but uh, but yeah. Oh, now no, I do know this person. I thought yes. you might. Okay. I right. thought yeah. you yes. might. Yes, yes, yes. I nearly called Splinter. That you one. got a boo <laughs> from <laughs> Phil, <Yeah>. but <laughs> amazing. Um, my, um, this is, this is, I almost hesitate to say this because I'm going to sound like old man yells at cloud, but my biggest negative with the film is how violent it is. And just, just stay, stay with me. I know they're Ninja Turtles and it's all violence mm-hmm. and that's what the kids love, but this movie's really violent. And maybe it's because I am, I am aging and I was in this cinema on my own surrounded by more children than I think I've ever been surrounded by since I went to see Mo- uh, not Moana um, in Kanto mm-hmm. on my own We're, and not a very violent film but I'm just like man do we have to do we have to make everything fight scenes and attacking and violence and stabbing and shooting and punching and bruising I'm just like can we do something else <laughs> You're asking I the Ninja Turtles to not fight. Box. So here's what I'm, I, here's what yeah, yeah. Here, I'm with Andrew on this. I I, I and, and you might expect the pacifist among us to jump right in and agree with you whole no, hog. No, I, I know. I, I know. don't though. This is actually thought. the kind of violence that I look for in my movie. Like if we're going to have an outlet Fake. for like that thing in us that wants to fight for what's right and in in those kind of things. Uh, you know, justice, that this is the kind of physical violence that works for me because it's fantasy, right? Because it's, you know, it's not only turtles, but they're also using ninja items. The only guns in this movie that I remember were the guns that humans use, and they were kind of like laser pistols, really. Like, there wasn't really Mm -hmm. a lot of, like, that to me is in apologies that's the only way i know how to say this and it's kind of a pun but like that is the triggering part to me is the is the gun violence because of what it is in our culture right now so when it's different than that i have a little easier time 
um, you know, kind of letting go of that. I didn't think the gore was excessive in any way. And I think you mentioned the one moment where it may have gone too far, uh, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I thought it was pretty good. I, 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 again, I don't know what we expect from, you know, a Ninja Turtle movie. I know. You know? I just, I, I, I just saw like, I'm talking seven, eight year olds. Uh-huh. Sure. And I'm just like. Man, we what? Ian, I'll tell you this: do not read the comics. Then the comics (laughs) are incredibly violent. Okay, are they aimed at seven-year-olds? I guess they are. Yeah, definitely don't read the comics. They're like chopping people's heads off and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, it's probably not for kids. (laughs) No, they're not. Definitely not. Uh, my one last thing is, uh, at all costs, we need to protect Jackie Chan. He is a treasure, mm. uh, and I'm yes. always glad to see. I love the fact that the animation of Splinter's fighting style in this movie matched him in like Police Story and some other yes. things. Yes. Like he's he's using some of those same moves with his environment. It's the things that yes. you know he has his own fighting style, and the fact that Splinter kind of adopts that fighting style is really fun. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, for me. So I really did enjoy that. Uh, there you go. That is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. I welcome a sequel. I don't like to be sequel baited, but I do welcome a sequel. So mm-hmm. uh, it'll be uh, fun to, to visit these guys again and uh, hang out with the team. Uh, let's move on to the next review. Let's talk about Meg to the Trench. Jonas, we need your help. We're detecting increased aquatic activity 25,000 feet deep in the trench. It's an ancient ecosystem untouched by man. Whatever is down there is trying to make its way to the surface. This was a bad idea. Just a little bit. An exploratory dive into the deepest deepest depths of the ocean of a daring <laughs> research team spirals into chaos when a malevolent mining operation threatens their mission and forces them into a high-stakes battle for survival. Uh, the Meg was, I think, a surprise for a lot of people. Um, mm. The Meg single-handedly won me the Summer Sum game that year uh, because <laughs> I had it at number 10 and nobody else thought it would sneak in. But it had a crazy opening weekend and snuck into the top 10 at number 10. Um, and I think people enjoyed it, uh, and it was fun. So what about the Meg 2? Uh, Jason Statham is back. Giant sharks are back. Some of the other people are back. What did you guys think about this movie? Did you like it, love it, dislike it, hate it, or it was just okay? Ian, you get to start. Uh, it was okay. Just Low side. Low side of okay. I, I can see myself going into didn't like it liked it by the end of this conversation okay but, all right yeah, okay. uh andrew did not like it boo Didn't movie like it. boo uh i am on the high side of l- didn't like it uh i <laughs> i did not enjoy this either um She's which is gonna make it sound like i loved it like, yes you, you did, did. Well, you clearly you clearly didn't. thought this was an amazing movie so ian <laughs> number one of the year tell ian. us uh tell us why you loved <sighs> this movie so much Goodness. This is this is exactly what I expected the Meg to be. <laughs> that's a great way to say it. I think that's a great really way to is. say it. Yeah, it, it's exactly what I was anticipating when I threw the the Meg on. This is thank goodness Jason Statham is in this because it's missing everything else. Um, th- this is missing the heart, the quippiness, the humor, the stuff that the the Meg 
that set the mega apart from Sharknado and all of these other big monster things was the quippy interactions between people, the heart between uh, Jason Statham and I've forgotten all of their names, but the little girl and the love interest. Mm-hmm. I know they're much more than that, but their reaction and interactions, the side character, I'm going to end up reviewing the Meg, <laughs> the side characters i cared about them the red shirts in this one they didn't give me a reason to care about them um it jumps the shark so so <laughs> much and so literally but it, this it just it misses that balance for me it misses the balance of genuine threat and then re- ridiculous ridiculousness wait that um, moment was in the trailer yeah. Yup, that moment is in the trailer, Aaron. I'm I'm sorry to those just listening to the show, but the trailer is showing right now, and there's a moment... Massive spoiler. There's there's a moment in the movie that is a a shocking moment, similar to another shocking moment in another shark movie, but a a very shocking moment, and it's in the trailer, and that just blew my mind. I don't know why I get my mind blown by trailers anymore. Sorry to interrupt, Ian. I just couldn't believe what I just saw with my eyes. Massive, massive. I don't have to talk about it later. Um, Yeah, massive spoilers (laughs) in the trailer. So, I I mean, I think that's, that's my overall thoughts, is that everything that made the first movie unique, this one either forgets about, or as many sequels do decided there was something else about the Meg that we liked mm. and doubled down doubled down on that instead. And I'm just, I wish they would listen or be aware of what we liked about their first movie. Uh, Andrew, some thoughts. Uh, I hate sharks. Yeah, hate yeah. Sh- how, is it, how is it for oh, you wait, to watch you a watch shark? you this? Watch a shark movie. Yeah, I watched it. <laughs> uh, if you guys want to see sorry, something dude. funny, there's a... Uh, a video on my old YouTube channel where I uh, had a VR experience in a shark attack simulator. Why did you do that <laughs> to yourself? Views, because I was a, uh, I was needing those views back in the day. And a- uh, Andrew uh, reviewing uh, the Meg Two is like me reviewing Fall. Uh, if you yeah. remember that review, I was just like, exactly. I hated this movie. I hated every second of being in the theater. I hate heights. Um, you couldn't be objective about it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess the biggest pro I have for this movie is this movie kind of forgot that it was about megalodons for like a really <laughs> right? good right? amount of this movie. It forgot it was about sharks. And, uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, all right. I like Let's this. Go. There was time yeah. for the for the megalodons to go extinct again and come back again. By the time we <laughs> we saw them, uh, exactly it was it was ri- it was ridiculous. Um, yeah, this one felt so much more Sharknado esque than like it was like top tier Sharknado. Don't get me wrong, right? But it's it's. I mean, still, the money is on the screen. Like there 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 are definitely yes, some images yeah. in this. The movie. CGI is impressive. Yeah for yeah. you know the type of movie that they want to make so yeah i'll give them props for that but and also props for not having a lot of sharks in it so <laughs> but you know for the for most people if you're going into this movie expecting to see a whole lot of sharks eating a whole lot of people mm, <laughs> you may not be getting what you want yeah i'm gonna suggest you show up 90 minutes late I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah. suggest that, mm-hmm. and I'm not even, I'm almost not even kidding. I almost feel like you could walk into the last half hour of this movie, maybe 45 minutes, and have a really good time. I, I got think everything that you need from it. Um, in my yeah. review, I said when the shark finally hits the fin, 
uh, the, things get really, really interesting and really fun. And I believe that. I had a lot of fun with the last 45 minutes of this movie. It's that permagrin thing where I realize I'm just grinning at the ridiculousness <laughs> of everything that's going on in front of me. Yeah. And where when the movie is doing that, it can succeed on that. The problem is when this movie is not doing that, it is doing nothing. There is nothing to latch on to. There is nothing going on. I think it wants us to latch on to the relationships, but it's not telling us anything oh, really interesting fails. or new about them. We, you know, we're not having time to really connect to why we love these characters or why we love them together or, you know, why we need them to live um, or don't want it's like them to die. they're just hoping we remember stuff yeah. about them from the last movie um the best oh, was i supposed to re-watch the meg before i saw this one the, again I, not I only does names. not only does the uh the fun of kind of the the mania not kick in until the last 30 to 45 minutes they don't even use their best side character hardly at all until the last 30 to 45 minutes and yeah. that was a weird choice to me as well um, so I think maybe we're supposed to be interested in the mystery. That mystery is not a mystery for but like 10 minutes and it doesn't it even evaporate. It just, so it could, yeah. yeah. And so like, it's like the movie does not understand what to do with its first three quarters. And that's a problem. And so, mm -hmm. you know, because there's a possibility and it wasn't this for me, but I can imagine it being for a lot of people that it's just not savable by that time, by 90 minutes in that you're already so done with it that even that last 30 minutes of mayhem isn't going to save it for you in any way or make you enjoy it so if anything I've really me, wanted to leave jarring because like that last half an hour feels like an entirely different movie and mm -hmm. it feels like we were stalling to get to that point probably because they were jarring exactly it's such a jarring experience yeah by the way, can our evil corp be more evil corp? <laughs> it's pretty and over the some top. Some of those, my goodness, those line yeah. deliveries. I was We're like, gonna make know exactly billions. How there's a, so there's we a don't moment, care. There's a moment where two of the evilest of the evil are revealed to be in a relationship. And it comes oh, yeah. out of nowhere, and I think the movie means it as like a twist or a surprise. And it makes like it. It's not that it just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't feel authentic. It doesn't feel real at no. all. Um, and then it wants. She to didn't want to kiss him. There's there there is a moment <laughs> later where it's like, "Are you crying?" And I'm asking the same thing. Like, "Are you crying?" I well, what am I supposed to like? How am I supposed to connect what's, to this? What's really baffling about that is that obviously it's meant to. When she passes, it's meant to create some kind of like extra motivation for him, but motivation to do what? Mm -hmm. Statham didn't kill her. <laughs> like, I don't know what's driving him. Like, he's extra mad at the shark. Okay, good deal. Were you not already? Yeah. Like, it doesn't increase the stakes for him at all. I genuinely can't remember what happened to him. <laughs> now, I do. <laughs> I did leave to go to the restroom uh, during like the end of this movie. Did we figure out what happened to Evil Corp? Or did that just stop? No, did that st <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> Sorry. I'm yes, never going to yes. watch it. I'm just going to say yes or no. Do we, do we figure out what our, happens? We, we know the comeuppance of all of our evil people. Yes, they all get yes. their comeuppance okay. in one way or another. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You. I think you missed... Spoilers. Uh, yeah, you, you missed a particular... Uh, uh, coming of the uppance uh, that, yeah. while you were away. So, yeah. And plus, 
uh, going back to things I hate about this movie because that's really all I can talk about. Sorry. Um, no, that's fine. That's you, why we're here. You don't need all the extra stuff. And when I say that, I don't mean just the bad people. They add different creatures in this movie, you know. The, it becomes very Jurassic World very quickly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. How do they breathe? <laughs> <laughs> and, and okay. Here's I'm going to sound stupid, and I have to apologize in advance. There's a segment in this movie where they talk about breathing underwater and pressure. Mm-hmm. I is that really the science behind it? Like, <laughs> I can't imagine it is, but the movie seems convinced. The movie's very convinced that like, it's doing the right thing. Have you ever heard something so stupid that you feel stupid and you start questioning reality? I just, I, it was one of the most baffling things I, to I me. I think you will be surprised by how much actual science that's based on, but the execution of what you're looking at is impossible. So, like, the, the idea probably comes, from, again, I have not studied this. This is my guess. My guess is that it does come from actual science, but that the execution is just, uh, unrealistic it's kind of like in theory right superman he could do this <laughs> yeah. and this is how he would do it right yeah, yeah. we got the next I, best thing we got jason statham <laughs> yeah we do in terms of the other jurassic world elements of this movie it might have the most unnecessary cold open flashback that i have ever seen in a movie like i think the function of that was here's what a meg is we had an entire movie that told us what a Meg is. I, yeah. It, well, it genuinely was, just, I don't know how to open this movie. It didn't just introduce us to the Meg, though. Uh, there, were other, there was another introduction uh, that, that did a little bit of exposition for us uh, on some things that it, even Andrew was asking uh-huh. about. But, but I will say, as soon as the, the bug appeared on screen, I was like, oh, the cold open is the food chain. Got it. Let's move on. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, yeah it's yeah. exactly I like... I know where this is ending. It will not be a surprise. There like, okay, so now the bug gets eaten by a lizard. It's always mm-hmm. a bigger fish. Uh, yeah. Lizard, okay. Yes. Big lizard, big, bigger lizard, okay. <laughs> Shark. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, it was one of the only interesting visuals in the movie until the last uh, 45 minutes. So it at least yeah. served that purpose to have something mm-hmm. interesting uh, to look at. Because, again, here's an, another negative. A lot of the the actiony stuff that's supposed to happen in that middle part of the movie is almost indistinguishable. It's so dark. It's underwater. Yes. It's it's, you know cannot see the, a thing and and there's a lack of the, especially in the underwater stuff again not in the last half hour uh or th- you know so of the movie but especially in the underwater stuff there's a lot there's a lack of perspective size perspective uh mm-hmm. it's it's why ant-man quantumania failed in many ways because the size changes didn't really mean anything because you couldn't tell how they related yeah. to the stuff around them when they're underwater and they're dealing with like a, a an underwater base or an underwater sub. We never really get that perspective thing where it's like, oh my goodness, that thing is so huge because yeah. it's just a we can't hardly see it and b it's not up against something we recognize the size of. So yeah, exactly. um, so yeah, it's just I, really disappointing. I also had no idea who was who during mm-hmm. those scenes so i don't know who's being attacked who i should be worried about and i don't know if that's deliberate so that when it's revealed who's still alive it's like Phew, okay maybe but 
it's just confusing. I don't know who to feel sad about. And because they did such a poor job introducing the red shirts, when a couple of them die, I forgot who they were. And I was like, wait, <laughs> what was the redeeming thing? Which one was the guy that likes the things? And which one is the woman that likes the other thing? I just didn't. I'd yeeted everything about them out of my brain already. There's, there is yeah. a, dog. a moment uh, in a death in this movie that I think is kind of cruel uh, in the way that it plays with the audience. And I, I don't know where that line is for a lot of people, but for me, there's one particular death. Um, I'll just say the word pressure. Uh, yeah, that's the one I was That I found of, yeah. really, really cruel. I just, I, I don't know what it was that made that one different. Probably it's proximity to not being a death, maybe. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I just, I, for whatever reason, that, that death annoyed me. Um, well, it's, what does it do for the movie? It right. doesn't drive anyone. It's just miserable. Yes, yes. It's mi- nothing it's, gained by doing that. Correct. That's, yes, that, that's very much what I was saying. According uh, to and, the movie, she should have just got rid of her air, like Jason Statham, you know, just breathe <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, there's a, there's a solution <laughs> to this. Yeah. Uh, all right, final thoughts on Meg to the Trench. Uh, what is your one last thing, Andrew? Thank goodness there's no post-credit scene. Uh, Ian? Um, I find it really, really hard to not root for the sharks because they're just living. Mm-hmm. Like, it's genuine. Like, this was an issue with the first movie, where the first movie kind of saves it because I like the people. This movie, I do not care because the sharks are just swimming about and eating things as sharks are wont to do. And we're out murdering them <laughs> it's, just, it's very hard for me to get on board with with that sharks didn't really do anything wrong here uh my final thought is uh uh thank you for Paige kennedy i thought he was a lot of fun uh when the movie finally decided to use him in the the final 30 to 45 yeah. minutes uh enjoyed that comic relief and uh in that energy so that's uh, what i'm talking about exactly there you go. That is the Meg to the Trench. Uh, mm-hmm. For those who are watching the video, uh, we now have a picture of Andrew uh, fighting uh, sharks in uh, VR uh, for you Yay. to take a look at. Yeah. Thanks, uh, Phil. You're great. <laughs> uh, reason to show up for the live show or on YouTube after the fact. You can go check it out on YouTube if you want it. Sif Pop YouTube. Um, all right, let's move on to the best ever challenge. But before we do, thank you to our SIFPOP members. Uh, appreciate you very, very much. You are uh, the reason we do a members-only pre-show uh, that we do for you guys. Andrew sets that up, do a lot of the listener questions, those kind of things. You can check it out as a member if you go to patreon.com slash You'll have your own podcast feed where you can download to whatever podcast player you listen to, and it'll have all the main episodes as well as all of the bonus episodes all the way back to the beginning, I think. So uh, you should be able to have access to those. So check that out again at patreon.com slash SIFPOP. And thank you for supporting what goes on at SIFPOP. We appreciate it. Uh, On to the best ever challenge, best ever aquatic animal titles. These are movie titles that have an aquatic animal in the title, as do both of the movies this week. Uh, The Meg uh, is an aquatic animal, and a turtle is also an aquatic animal. Uh, Ian has warned me that we may want to have our veto cards ready for uh, some of his choices, Uh, so Mm -hmm. uh, we have Mm -hmm. been warned. 
Uh, I only have one, especially for my honorable mentions. <laughs> when I had, I had a good time with the honorable mentions. I'm excited to hear it. I have one honorable mention that probably fits into that category, uh, but for the most part, uh, I think mine are. Well, no, I've got one that my number five stretches it. I'll start with my number five, and we'll see if you guys think that this works. Um, but yes, we will go number five to number one. If you have something higher than somebody else when they mention it, make sure. <laughs> that it gets trumped uh so that we talk about it with whoever has it the highest all right my number five aquatic animal title is the sea beast sea beast is an aquatic animal right that counts uh i I mean made up so yeah (laughs) of course it is i just really like like saying godzilla you you might as well just put godzilla but sure go for it interesting yeah i think godzilla would count and now i know andrew's number one um Uh, this is a really, really fun animated movie. Really well done. Beautiful message. Beautiful themes. Um, this is uh, so many things that the Meg thinks it is, but isn't. Uh, with you know, giant uh, creature, sea creature adventure, and um, it really is in many ways how to train your kraken. Uh, but uh, but it is still a lot of fun. So I really enjoy the Sea Beast. Uh, Ian, what is your number five? I'd just like to say that anything is an aquatic animal once. If you try hard enough. Yes. If you try hard enough. <laughs> it just may not last very long. Correct. Correct. It could have opened it up, but I, I, I didn't. Good. Okay? Good. I'm glad you're not going that far. The Lion King. I've seen him in water. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. Now, num- number five. Number five is Aquaman. Uh, he's uh-huh. an animal. Uh-huh. Yes. He is aquatic. Mm-hmm. He's an aquatic. Is that a type of he's animal? An, a- an Aquaman? A human I mean, is a type of animal. Human yes, is a type of human animal. Human is not in the title. Aquaman. Man. <laughs> Man. You're Wait, actually so you, you know saying, what? Aaron are, is right. It's not in the title. Are, are you saying are you saying humans are aquatic animals? I'm saying this human is an aquatic <laughs> animal. So again, what is the what is the animal? Is the animal an aquaman? He yeah an, an, an so Aquaman, Aquaman yeah. is a type of animal that is in this yeah. title uh huh yes uh huh uh huh uh huh okay Ian I mean, you can me if you want continue on this was Aaron this was the best of them this was the one that was closest <laughs> amazing wow. amazing um I no I like I like this movie um I Jason Momoa is is um charismatic magnetic all of those things. Um, I had a great time. The visuals, a little bit distracting. Anything underwater, a little bit distracting. It's kind of a problem for this kind of movie, but uh, it, it's fine. In terms of the DC slate that we had and still have, um, this is still up there as, as one that I had a good time with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Andrew, what is your number five? My number five is Blackfish. Yeah, I had that in my honorable mentions. <clears throat> I haven't seen it. I saw it on a lot of uh, lists. Yeah, a great documentary about orcas in the wild and uh, also about the orcas in captivity and uh, the differences and like the traumas that they endure is truly heartbreaking. I know that the documentary gets a lot of flack for being sensational with a lot of its claims and stuff, but there is something humbling about it and also, uh, what's what's a good word for it? Uh, Besides eye-opening, it's a it's a revelating film mm-hmm. uh, about what's going on with them. So I highly recommend it. Get the tissues ready whenever you see it, though. 
Yeah, there were many documentary choices. In fact, I have a couple documentaries in my top five uh, as well in Blackfish. Just missed the cut. It's well worth checking out um, uh, that that documentary. Uh, all right, on to our number fours. Uh, I have a documentary at number four. Uh, my Octopus Teacher comes in at number four. I That's my first honorable mention. I love this documentary. Um there's so much interesting recent and even non-recent study about how intelligent octopuses are um, and the way that they interact with the world. And this movie will open your eyes to how much intelligence is happening in this animal. Um, it's uh, it's a uh, heartwarming story, a heartbreaking story. And yes. uh, it is also a an absolutely... Uh, mind-blowing story. So I, I highly recommend My Octopus Teacher uh, for a nice. watch sometime. So I think it's on one of the... Is it Netflix? I think it's on it's one Netflix. of the streamers. <clears throat> so, yeah. You can check it out. Who knows where it is in England, as always. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. So, Ian, Ian, are we on to your number four aquatic animal title? If Aquaman no, no, no. is the best of them, <laughs> I am no, worried. Sorry. Aaron, Aquaman. we don't have to worry about him trumping us. I guess that's a, that's a bonus, you know? <laughs> that's true. That's true. No, I, I, Aquaman's probably the best of my dodgy ones, is what I meant. Not okay. the best of my whole list. Okay, all um, right. Here I have uh, number four, A Fish Called Wanda. Very nice. Yeah. I love that movie. I love this movie. It has the best, um, I'm going to say, put down insult string um, from one of the characters that we can't repeat on the show. Uh, he just goes to town. Um, it's just, it's a great comedy. It's pretty well R-rated. Um, it's <laughs> yeah. just, it goes in directions you don't expect. It's just one of these great British comedies that is, just has a, an incredible um, uniqueness to it that I thoroughly enjoy. It's Kevin great. Klein it's my best mentions. supporting actor. Yeah. Kevin Klein, he's incredible in this. Yeah. Just, uh, completely different to what you'd usually expect from him yeah yep. and like of course jamie lee curtis is great in everything so. and uh in like 40 percent of monty python you know like you know yeah. yeah and that's what makes it sing yeah, yeah. so actually yeah. uh john cleese is uncredited i guess he was like directing a lot of this film oh interesting yeah yeah, he directs a lot of whatever he's in just by force of personality. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably. A uh, good yeah. choice. I like the fish called uh, fish called Wanda. Um, Andrew, what is your number four? This is going to get Trump, but Duck Soup. Not by me. No, I haven't seen it. Oh, I love the uh, Marx Brothers. They are. Oh, just it's great. The it's absolutely great. I just I yeah. didn't think about it. I didn't have that one on my on my brain. I think it would have been an honorable mention for me for sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, like I said, Groucho, Harpo Chico, Zeppo, they're the best, just the absolute best. And this one, especially the uh, <laughs> Fredonia, it, it's it's such classic. Actually, Ian, bump this one up. I would highly recommend that mm -hmm. you bump this one up on your uh, Happy nice. Scene list. It's almost it's, it's a good, good laugh. It's almost sad how much the political commentary in this movie hasn't aged. You know what I mean? Like it's uh, yeah, <laughs> that's a common theme. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A, ch a man child is given uh, unequivocal power to rule a nation. Yeah, yeah. Don't know where they got no. that from. <laughs> yeah, that's way too on the nose. 
it's really funny. The March Brothers are really funny, uh, and specifically oh, yeah. the kind of funny that really appeals to me. Uh, Ian, I think you'd have a good time with March Brothers stuff. Nice. nice. Uh, and Duck Soup yeah. is a good one. Uh, all right, uh, my number three. I think we're on to my number three. Mm-hmm. I have another documentary here, March of the Penguins. Uh, I have nice. at number three. I actually forgot about March that of the Penguins. For- March Penguins. of the Pen Wings, according to Benedict. Uh, <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, Morgan Freeman, however, does not say Pen Wing. Uh, mm-hmm. He actually knows how <laughs> to say Penguin. Morgan Freeman loves Penguin. Morgan Freeman says Pen That's wing. one of the most iconic documentary posters for me in the world. Like, mm-hmm. I always remember that poster. It's so freaking Have you seen adorable. the documentary? I have no, when it came out. It's long, so good. Long, long it's, so it's so interesting. Good. It's it's uh, it teaches you so much about what the penguins were going through. It remains uh, important. Uh, if you haven't seen March of the Penguins, I still recommend you see it. Um, yeah, it's it's really really good. So. Life as a penguin sucks. It really does. <laughs> yeah, it it really sucks does. So hard. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm human. As if they don't have it bad enough, and Benedict Cumberbatch can't even pronounce their name. Like, you know, it's... Come on. The irony of a man with a name that complicated getting penguins wrong. Uh, All right. Ian, what is your number three? Uh, Black Swan. Mm, I like it. I like it. Oh, freak. Forgot. Aquatic animal... I'm going to... I think it is. Swans are. Oh, no. This absolutely counts. We counted duck yeah. soup. Okay, We're counting black swan. Good. Yeah, Fantastic. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, love this movie. This was one of the... I mean, I was... Uh, when did this came out? I feel like 2008 feels right. Something like that. It's a long time we ago We have now. the technology. You keep talking I and I will let you, I will let you yeah. know. I, obviously, at the time, I only knew Natalie Portman from... 2010. Okay. Oh, I was close. I was close. I only knew her from Star Wars. And this was one of those films that I watched where I was like, ha, huh, actors can do other things. Like, it's really mm-hmm. hard when you see them in something big to, for my young 18, 19, 20 year old brain to be, to then disassociate them from what I saw them in that big movie. And this did that for me. And it's a not an easy watch by any means, but it is a it is an incredible performance and did a really great movie. Yep, good choice. Another one that didn't come to mind. I never got to the aquatic foul part. The penguin was as mm. close as I got. I didn't think about yeah. ducks and swans and uh, but yeah, that one would have been in my honorable mentions as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Andrew. Right, we're on to you for your number three. Yeah, Black Swan would have been my number three, so you can bump this down to my number four, and that's The Whale. Mm, Yeah, you liked Mm. The Whale. I I love The Whale. Um, Yeah, uh, what a happy-go-lucky movie. (laughs) Nothing but happy town frolics. Uh, No, Brendan Fraser gives, obviously, a stellar award-winning performance, uh, but so does everybody in this movie i think that he gives or he gets a lot of attention because his is obviously the most difficult but don't let that fool you into thinking that he's the only one given a good performance because i think that sadie sink is ty simpkins hong chow is still i think she is beyond stellar in this film i love the story of a man just doing everything he can for his children even though what he wants to do for his children isn't honestly what's best for him. 
but he just it's it's a it's a metaphor for giving like how a parent just gives and gives and gives and i obviously know all about this as a parent um, <laughs> but no um I, I've met a few parents, <laughs> and uh, some of my friends, some of my best, some of my best friends are parents. Yeah, yeah. We don't really no. need me and Aaron on the same. <laughs> That's on the right. Show at the That's same right. time, same brain. Love it, but no, Darren Aronofsky. Um, he he gets me uh, uh, with some of his movies. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't like uh, Noah. I don't think that that one. Well, I mean, we have two Darren Aronofsky's in a row. Black Swan is also Aronofsky. So, like, exactly. You know. That's true. So, um, I would have had to. So, he just needs to keep coming out with aquatic <laughs> animal movies, and he could just have my entire just top five. the list. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, on to our number twos. Uh, this is where I have Big Fish. Uh, Me too. In at number two. Oh, nice. Uh, we both have it at number two. Um, oh, I haven't seen. Sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Oh, uh, go, go watch it. Uh, yeah, this is this is my favorite kind of Burton, and yeah. uh, and mm-hmm. I I really really love what this movie is doing, what it has to say, how it says it, the emotion of it, the truth of it. There's the there's an authenticity in how it's explaining stories and what they mean to people, and how there's. Uh, a tendency to dismiss things as exaggeration or dishonesty and not understand that there's a truth lingering underneath and that storytelling can lead us to truth even more than just telling the truth can lead us to truth sometimes. Um, just a really beautiful, beautiful theme and, and metaphor going on here. We some great performances as well. Uh, Andrew, what did you want to say about it? I just actually, for uh, not too long ago, rewatched this movie. Uh, and yeah, it made me cry so much, <laughs> so many tears, <laughs> so many tears. Um, but it's such a beautiful film. Again, uh, which we just talked about in the last film, talking about parents. You know, this is a different type of parenting. This is uh, trying to make the world seem more magical and brilliant than it really is for your children. You know to make them believe in miracles and wonders and magic and stuff like that. It's, it's the, it's truly the magic of storytelling. That's what this movie is about. It's about the magic of storytelling. And I dare you to watch it and not cry. (laughs) Challenge accepted. (laughs) Do it, Ian. Do it. Ian has famously never cried in his life. Uh, yeah, so never. Not, not once. once. Not I once. have been diagnosed with underproducing tear ducts. Mm-hmm. That's not a joke. <laughs> Genuinely. That is not, not a, a joke. That is not a joke. He literally has. Uh, all right, you're number two. Ian, what do you got? Oh, man, this is one I've been dreading. Um, before you veto oh, me. Oh, no. God. Oh, no. Before you veto me, hear me out. Finding Nemo. Yeah. <sighs> I'll veto now, that. Oh, no, I can't. No, no. I don't have veto Wait. powers. I've already vetoed this year. The the, the what I, kids now? Ever since Finding Nemo came out, they would say, "Look, there's a Nemo." Clownfish have now become colloquially Nemos. There's a Nemo. There's a Nemo. There's a Nemo fish, and I think it's in the 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 cultural dialect enough. That we now call them Nemo's. It's almost impressive how much you act like you believe what you're saying. 
<laughs> he, you know what, Aaron? He wasn't talking to us. He's trying to convince <laughs> yes, himself. He's, try- <laughs> yes. he's just looking in a mirror just, and trying to. Just you wait Listen, my you're never mention. gonna. You're never gonna have me stop somebody talking from about uh, about how amazing Finding Nemo is. Uh, so feel yeah. free to espouse the amazingness that is Finding Nemo. Just oh, it's force great. it right into this category. Oh, I, I thought I could do it, but clearly I can't. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You think you can do these things, Ian, but you just can't. Just can't. Oh, it's it's great. I don't know how many times we've talked about Finding Nemo on this show, but yeah, it's it's great. It's top tier Pixar. It's what Pixar does best. Um, Finn Noggin is a daily thing I say to myself as I live alone, but still. <laughs> Made a particularly good sandwich, Finn. Noggin. He's uh, just around sandwich. in his living room. You touch the butt. <laughs> yep. Every time I go to the bathroom. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, it's a great, great movie. Yeah, it absolutely is a great movie that absolutely fits this category easily without <laughs> yeah. any forcing at all. Um, yes. It's an emo fish. <laughs> On to number ones. On to our number ones. Uh, I have the red turtle at number one. Um, and if you haven't seen The Red Turtle, uh, this is a beautiful animated film. It came out in 2016, um, and it's really, really uh, uh, moving. It is, it's not a Miyazaki film, but it has that feel. To, I think it is Studio Ghibli, though. I think it is actually mm. a Studio Ghibli film. Um, but it's beautiful. It's metaphorical. It will have some story turns that surprise you, uh, bring you emotion you weren't ready for. Um, this is a great movie. This is just a great movie. So uh, I wanted to get uh, get it out there. Have either of you seen The Red Turtle? No. Nope. Yeah, yeah. Not enough Ian, people have. do you know what movies are? You haven't seen anything that we've been bringing up in this Best Ever Challenge. Hey, hey, I've watched that dragon movie that you've talked about, Reign of Fire. I, I saw that movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you did. That, that one does not fit this category. <laughs> More than my number one does. Uh, oh, wow. All right, uh, Ian, it is to you for your number one. What is... No, I, I don't want to argue, Jaws. Um... <laughs> Because kids, right? Kids are like, look, there's a Jaws fish. Yeah, it's a jo- <laughs> Jaws of Sharks. It's just, you know what I mean? You know what I mean when I say Jaws? You mean, you know what I mean? Sharks. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Ian, I really you have given struggled up. with this You have list. just given I, up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really gave up. Um, uh, Jaws is great. You should watch Jaws if you haven't seen Jaws. It's, it's shark movies done right. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, it mm-hmm. is. Yes, not this list done right, but Jaws movies, yeah. you know, shark movies done right. Hey, you just did it! You just said <laughs> Jaws movies! Movies about Jaws! That's right. That's right. Yep. There are several of them. Uh, Andrew, what is your number one? Well, according to Ian, it's the good, the bad, and the ugly, so <laughs> I'm just going to start <laughs> listing off my favorite movies. No. That's right. Um, Singing in the my Rain, number my number one aquatic animal movie. Aquatic. Yes. Aquatic. Um, actually, you gave me the go-ahead earlier when we first started, so I'm going to say my number one is Godzilla from 1954. There you go. Nicely nice. done. Yeah. Nice. That's what I yeah. should have done. See, I, I already told Phil he's on. He's Johnny on the spot with the with the image and everything. There you go. Yes, yeah, nice. I've talked at length about my love for this movie and how important it is. So I will spare you the repetition. Yep. There you go. There are our best ever aquatic <laughs> animal 
titles uh we do have some honorable mentions uh ian tell me how do you do we do you want to go last we should let you go last and we'll and we will just laugh nonstop at your, and your and wit and wisdom uh <laughs> and, andrew why don't you start us off what are some of your oh, honorable- we've already cleared mine so. okay so i've got the meg which i enjoy uh in my honorable mm-hmm, mentions mm-hmm. uh the squid and the whale i think is worth uh mentioning the noah bomback film uh princess and the frog I think is a good movie. Mm. Um, I enjoy that one. Uh, the Lobster uh, is the only Yorgos Lathamos uh, movie that I kind of enjoy. Uh, so I thought I would mention that one. Um, and Mr. Popper's Penguins uh, is a fun little Jim Carrey mm. performance that a lot of people uh, it flies under the radar. radar or the Raider. Uh, <laughs> so those are my honorable mentions. Oh, and one more, one more that's a little bit of a cheat. <clears throat> <laughs> Aaron, prepare to be judged. Searching for Bobby Fisher. Oh uh, my gosh, that's outrageous. <laughs> do you do you want to know what the uh, the gurus chose? Yeah, what did the gurus choose? So number one is the whale. Number two is a fish called Wanda, which surprised yes. me. I'm mm-hmm. glad though. I'm really am glad. And then number three was red turtle. Oh, nice love for nice. the red turtle, uh, Ian. Regale us with your your clear choices for aquatic animal movies. Um, I think I should re- rearrange my 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 actual list now with some of these because some of these might actually be closer. So we've got Crocodile Dundee. So that works. That yeah, one hundred percent on your list. Works. Yeah, that counts. Good, funny movie. Octopussy. I would count that. I would yeah, absolutely count. Yeah? yeah. Octopus. Yeah. It's there. I, yeah. I don't like that movie at all, but it's in the honorable <laughs> well, mention. It shouldn't this be on your list. Can... <laughs> We're exactly. not just naming movies. Well, I know, yeah. I know, but it, it's fine. But I couldn't put it in my top five. Um, the Pelican Brief. That's great. That counts. That should. That's the one that I think I'm going to put into my top five yeah, sure. instead of Jaws and shunt them all up. So Finding Nemo will be number one, and the Pelican. No, Brief Finding Nemo doesn't count, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you still <laughs> got to find a replacement okay, for Finding Nemo, but yeah, Maybe yeah. Crocodile Dundee. Mm. Um, the other <laughs> Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> like, that's a specific breed of dog. <laughs> is it reservoir dog? It's because they're aquatic dogs. No, yeah. they're yeah, in a reservoir. The you know, yeah. they're they're reservoir aquatic dogs. because uh-huh. the, uh-huh. they're in a reservoir of Nice water. try. Nice try. Yeah, that's my list. There you go. <sighs> yeah, I think you swap in you swap in Pelican Brief and Crocodile Dundee. I think you've got a legit list there. Um, so. <laughs> Congratulations, accepting Aquaman. <laughs> well, that's true. We still would have to accept Aquaman. Um, I'll put Octopus so in not. there. That's fine. It's fine. Uh, all right. Before we head out, let's do some buried treasure. What's that one thing in any area of pop culture you want to make sure that people know about? You're our guest, Ian. So you will go last. Uh, Andrew, kick us off. What do you got? I have a YouTube channel that I think is really, really funny. It's called Flick Freaks. No, I'm <laughs> um, uh, it's called it's uh, Charlie Hopkinson. What he does is he deep fakes himself. He's a voice actor, and he can do a perfect Ewan McGregor impersonation. Mm. So what he does is he deep fakes himself to look like Ewan McGregor from the Star Wars films. And he sits down on a couch and critiques them as Ewan McGregor. But he also can voice act as uh, uh, Qui-Gon Jinn. He also uh, voice acts as Anakin. And they all just sit on a couch and they kind of do a um, MST3K to yeah. all the Star Wars stuff. Oh, and it is 
hilarious. And the deep fakes look, especially the Obi-Wan, look really, really good. It's probably one of the, if not like the top 10 funniest YouTube channels I've ever found. Very nice. Nice. Does he yeah. do Gandalf as well, or was that somebody else? I've seen. Nope, that's him. He's the one who does those Gandalf well. yeah, ones too. Yeah, so I have seen him. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Spooky, like it feels like the real people. Yeah, yeah. it's it's Spooky. yeah, like he's it's just sitting on a couch. And but also, the-, the downfall of the of our entire society. <laughs> uh, both things yeah. can be true. <laughs> uh, Charlie Hopkinson on YouTube. Okay, I'll have to check that yes. out. Uh, I checked out a documentary on Max um, that used to be HBO Max, but you know apparently they dropped no, the H- they dropped the HBO because that's going to be better, and then just announced that they lost uh, you know however many billion dollars the last mm. uh, couple months uh, yeah. as well. Yeah, that was Universal. No, that was Paramount, but also Max. It's true for both. Uh, anyhow. <laughs> Uh, this documentary is called Glitch, The Rise and Fall of HQ Trivia. How many of you remember HQ Trivia? Uh, this was huge nice. for a couple months. Oh, my uh, gosh. Uh, this was a live game show you could play on your phone. And you oh, won, you talked to me about this. And yes. you won actual money uh, on this show. Um, and everybody was playing well, it for like a three to four month play. Uh, you know, yeah. there were some, there were some people who won more than a couple bucks, but the, 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 uh, the documentary goes into the fact that that was one of the problems, uh, with HQ trivia, but more than that, it really deals with like many tech bro docs that have come out this, this disease of nothing has to be real. We just have to stoke uh stories and passion or whatever and then sell right like that's the idea of the tech bubble right is that you Mm. you don't actually have to really do much you just have to seem like you're doing something and you know go into as much debt as you want from your investors or those kind of things um there's a lot of turns to this story that you probably don't know about that i found really really interesting um, the heart and focus of the story is the uh, the host uh, of HQ Trivia gives a lot of great interview uh, commentary in this, and um, and kind of is one of those rags to riches to rags stories in many ways um, over the course of less than a year, basically in his life. Um, so you know he went from nobody struggling stand-up comic to uh a an absolute um you know he mobbed whenever he was in public uh oh yeah you know um, scott rogowski was the most famous man on the planet for for about three or four months months, he really was there were literally over two million people logging in to play this game every day there for uh, a month or so um so anyhow it's a really interesting story i do recommend the documentary it is on max it's called glitch the rise and fall of hq trivia uh ian what is your buried treasure well um phil said it's actually frowned upon to share a buried treasure that i shared the last time i was on the show (laughs) which is what i attempted to do because i forgot that i'd recommended mighty doom already Um, (laughs) so instead i had to pivot to um hijack and i apologize (laughs) if anybody has um had this as a buried treasure in previous weeks um 
I imagine Aaron might have done. Um, but yeah, I forget my buried is... treasures immediately. So it, I, it <laughs> seems like maybe I even did this last week, but I'm not sure. <laughs> Nobody's so... ever done hijack. You're good. Oh, amazing. Um, the, the finale in England only happened this week. Uh, it was this Wednesday. So this is an Apple TV plus Prime uh, Extra Max, whatever <laughs> it's called, show. Um, I am always cautious when I go into an Idris Elba um, vehicle haha, that isn't Luther, because for me, no one seems to use him properly or... The mix isn't quite right. He seems to have more misses than hits for me. But when he hits, he hits everything for me. And this is so good. If you're familiar with like the six-part BBC crime dramas that are just really, really high quality and just deliver on the premise and have the right kind of twists and turns that you expect, this is that for me. This felt like an old-school BBC drama. Um, it's great. It's obviously no surprise a hijacking story with um, a couple of different unexpected twists on the the format and the theme and who Idris Elba's character is to the story and how he interacts with the hijacking. Um, it's great. It's not too cliffhanger baity while also making you want to watch that next episode. So now that all seven episodes are out. I apologize, you will lose a day because you will just watch them all <laughs> back to back. There isn't really a good stopping point. I got nothing to do tomorrow. Uh, then hijack is your day well spent. Get some snacks, get yourself a pizza, and you will have a good day of it. Um, and it's, it's really only really... like six and a half hours probably total, maybe six. So yeah. yeah. Is the show in real time? No, it's, it, it no, has not, that but it's feel close. to it. Has that feel I to it? I didn't know if it was sure. like twenty four. It's not like gimmicked that. like twenty four, but it definitely has <laughs> no. the twenty four feel to it. Um, yeah, okay. it does because it's a it's an eight hour flight, and we're there for six and a half hours, so it feel it's close, but it doesn't tie itself down. Correct, to being exactly. That, which yeah. is which is a big benefit, and it does itself a service by not falling into the temptation of tick 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 real time um it does a great job of creating the tension without having to tie itself to that so yeah okay. great great well executed hijacking drama yeah from beginning to end uh i really enjoyed hijack uh and i think the britishness of it all is a really good part of it as well it feels like um what was that that tenant drama um uh, the court one um, yeah yeah it was the name of the city right uh oh Broadchurch. Bro- Broadchurch. yeah broad it, it has like yeah, almost a broad that. church feel to it like oh, the way really the, well just the yeah. way that people interact the way that you're you're seeing the the relational drama of people um yeah and it has the lady from season two of Broadchurch it, in it yes um, it does actor mm-hmm. yeah she's she's great in everything yeah i never saw the second season it's worth seeing. The second season of Broadchurch yeah, is good. really good. Yeah, yeah it's really yeah, good. It's definitely worth seeing. Well, Hijack is what my day will consist of tomorrow. <laughs> Very nice. You will not be disappointed. That yeah. is uh, Hijack on Apple TV+. Plus. Hijack your Saturday. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, Glitch the Rise and Fall of HQ Trivia on Max and Charlie Hopkinson on YouTube if you want to check those out. Well, we did it, guys. We did a podcast. Yeah, we did. Uh, we, we, we grabbed a helicopter blade and, and sliced right through all the podcasting material today. So congratulations to everyone. Physics! Yeah! <laughs>
thank you so much for joining us today for Sif Pop. Sif Pop is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about other shows on the network at studiodna.media or by searching Studio DNA in your podcast player. Huge thanks to Andrew for hanging out again today. Thank you, buddy. Huge thanks to producer Phil for producing the audio and video show. Thanks, Phil. And thank you to Ian Whittington for coming by and hanging out with us today. Ian, uh, where would you like to send people uh, to find you? Um, To another podcast, to Captain's Pod. (laughs) Uh, If you don't like Star Trek, we have at least two listeners that do not watch Star Trek and still enjoy the show. So if that's not at least piquing your curiosity... You can make it three. (laughs) You can make it three. Um, thank you for having me, guys. Yeah, that's that's me. Uh, I am on a current run on on uh, Captain's Pod right now. Yes. I hop on when Strange New Worlds is on to uh, to talk a little bit about Strange New Worlds. Poop on it. So, <laughs> 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 so you can check that out uh, at Captain's Pod. Just search for that in your podcast player. You should be able to find it. Much love and gratitude to our Sif Pop members again for giving monthly to make Sif Pop a real thing. You can uh, start your support at three dollars a month, and you can look at all the different. Uh, perks and everything there at patreon.com slash sifpop uh, lots of ways to connect with the podcast feel free to leave a comment or rating or review at apple podcasts or spotify or wherever you listen you can also email us feedback at sifpop.com and finally if you're having a good time your movie loving friends will probably like the show too so make sure you let them know about it and that listening is much easier then manually decompressing your nasal cavities. We will be back <laughs> next week in two weeks. Actually, we'll be, well, I have in my notes, we'll be back next week in two weeks. Great job, Aaron. <laughs> Great. Great job. Nice. Yes. Just read the teleprompter. We'll be back in two weeks uh, with Blue Beetle and something else to review as well. So we'll see you in a couple weeks. Bye. Bye. Bye.